0: Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today. As usual, we have our Evening with Medium events coming up on August 23rd and December 13th. Tickets are on sale at the website by sarlow.com.
1: We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. It's available at the website by currently and we'll be moving to Patreon, but you'll be explaining that in a minute. This is a podcast series Kelly and I have created so that you have a toolkit for emotional and spiritual intelligence. It's 10 to 12 minute shows running Monday to Friday, the first week of each month.
0: Good. And as you mentioned, Patreon is a new platform that we're going to be joining come September this year. Mm -hmm. It is access to all of our audio tools, but we'll actually be taking it many steps further, not just one, to do visual tools, written tools so that people can do reflections, know how to ask better questions, basically a toolkit so that people can follow these shows and know how to implement
1: all the tools that they're hearing about. Yeah. And also like to be able to share them with other people so they can practice.
0: Good. So then the last point is that we have personal sessions and gift certificates available. You can purchase those by calling or emailing us. We do sessions all over the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, or Zoom.
1: Okay. So, Kelly, today's story is about a client who came to see me. Her name is Aggie, and she comes in because she has lost a sister named Wanda, and she wants to connect to her sister to find out some information. So after we went through the consent process, Wanda came in super easy and said, I understand that my sister is really angry. And I'm like, angry? Because I couldn't feel it. I couldn't pick anything up about her being angry. I got more of a sense of seeking, wanting to know answers to questions. And she goes, well, when you get to it, you're going to find there's a ton of rage in here. And I said, okay, do I bring that up? And she goes, no, we'll go through a bit of a process with it first, but be prepared, Karen. So I said, okay. She goes, well, I know that you you feel things. She says, so you're going to end up feeling it. She's just containing things. And I thought right there, Kelly, that that's grief. How how scary it is to feel all of it if we feel it all at once. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, okay. So here's a place where we can compartmentalize some of the things we feel because we need to in order to process things, I'll say, one at a time um, when we can. So anyway, she said, just start with some basic things first because she wants to make sure that I'm here. And I said, okay, What, what do you want to tell Aggie? And she says, well, you might want to say things like that we have other brothers and sisters and they're all alive, they're not dead, I'm here first. I'm the first sibling that's passed. And I said, okay, that that could be a relative thing. I I can start with that. So I said that to Aggie, and she said, yeah, that's true. She says, I do have, we have other brothers and sisters, and Wanda is the first one that's passed. And I said, well, she says that your mom and dad are here on earth as well. And she goes, "Yep, that's true too. So I said, so she really is the first person in your family to pass? And she goes, Yeah. And I said, there are no miscarriages. There are no abortions. She truly is. And she goes, yep. Hmm. So I said, okay. I said, so she says she's the first one over. And um, I said, but you're here today, not just to get the affirmations, like in that regard. You're here, she says, because you want to know what happened. And, and and not just what happened at death, but you like want to know what happened. Oh. And I said, in like much broader terms. And she goes, Yeah. So I said, Okay, Wanda, I said, you're going to have to like break it down, show me in process here. She says, Well, we're going to start with my death because this is the biggie. And I said, Okay. So she shows me, you know, like a TV screen. Mm -hmm. And she shows me, like, I'm watching this movie where her and a man. So I have to turn to Wanda and say, Wanda, is this man your partner? Is it a stranger? Uh, You know, is this a break and enter? Like, what is this? And she says, This is my partner. And I'm like, Oh. And I said, This is really violent. And she says, Yeah. And I said, So you died in a domestic violence? And she said, I did. And I said, Okay. So I said, Do I need to see this? And she goes, Yeah, you do. And I said, and that's why Aggie's here? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I said, basically explain all of this to me verbally so that it's not all visual. Yeah. Because I need to have clarity and not just my interpretations of what I think I'm seeing. So she said, well, I'm going to show it to you. She says, you do need to see it. So she did. And she's narrating it as she's as we're going through it and what she explains to me is that at this particular scene her and her partner which is not married but living together cohabitating so he he is violent but he starts and he starts the violence by simply doing things like restraining her or like just holding her wrist Like, you know, if you go to move, he holds it. So she can't move. So at the beginning, it's not striking. This is how it starts. And so she knows to stay still. But this time she's really angry. And so she tries to pull away. And that indicates to him that she's not going to acquiesce, obey, and let him dominate the situation. So he just goes right through the roof. And I'm thinking, Wow, in one simple message, he can escalate that quickly. And she says yes. So from that point, I'm not going to go into terrible details here. He strikes her, and, but, and she strikes back. Mm-hmm. So yes, she hits him, and he hits her. So there's both things here. But it's very important because he instigates by restraining, and what results is that he ends up hitting her, and she sees it coming. So she shows me; she puts me in her body, so that she can see the the object coming at her that he hits her with in the head. And my head just feels like it's exploding. And so I said to Aggie, "You got to give me a minute. My head is exploding." And she goes, yes. So Eggie doesn't know that I'm seeing all of this, hearing all of this. I'm just quiet, saying I need a moment to talk to Wanda. But my head is just literally bursting. And my eyes just feel like they're just bulging out of my head. And as that occurs, Kelly, like I just want out. Mm -hmm. Because that pain is instantly excruciating. I just want to get out of my body. And maybe people who have migraines or who've had a concussion, I don't know, because I haven't had those things, might go, yeah, I get that. Or that's where you faint. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say, it's usually the
0: amount of pain that pushes you into the unconscious. Okay.
1: So I have not had that kind of experience in this lifetime. okay. So I had it in this experience with Wanda. And I had to turn to Aggie and say, like, I feel like I'm going to faint. Like, I want to sit back in the chair. I want to, I don't want to be here. (laughs) And she's like, oh, but she's taking it like the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, Aggie, I said, I'm going to explain all this in a minute. I don't mean that I have a headache because I have headaches. I actually don't get headaches. I said, I'm getting what Wanda went through. And she went, yeah, you are. And I said, okay. So I hit the pause button with Wanda and said, could you explain more of it to me and show it to me? I don't want to feel it anymore. I don't want the synesthesia to continue. And she said, yeah, she says, this is the point where I left my body, the point where I'm, I am I. just literally go right in and see my spirit guides and it's like walking into a beautiful room and I just stood right in front of beings. She says, just look like humans to me. And she says, I just stood there and said, yeah, I don't want to go back to that. And her spirit guides then said, yeah, you can't. So we're happy that you have made that decision that you don't want to. Because you actually don't have a choice. Hmm. And she said, Oh, she says, Does this mean I'm dead? And they said, Well, yes and no, Wanda, because your body's going to live for a little while, but you're not going to be in it anymore. And you have the choice to stay here or to go back and forth in and out of the body. What would you like to do? And she turned to them and said, I'm staying. No hands, ifs, or buts. She goes, just somehow, whatever needs to happen on earth for my body then and for all of the people there, help me through. Because I don't know what to do about that. But I don't actually want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to him. I don't want to go back to the way I was living. I don't want to be Wanda. And she looks at her spirit guides and says, and I haven't wanted to be Wanda for a very long time. Right, and her guides look at her and go, "We're going to talk about that." And yeah, that's right. But you have to kind of go through as to what happened to you there. And I said, "Oh, I said, is this all going to be the stuff that Eggy wants to know?" And she goes, "Yeah, that's why I'm bringing you here." So I said, "Okay, this is going to be really interesting." Thank mm-hmm. you, Wanda. I said, I I really look forward to learning with you.
0: Yeah, it sounds like what people are searching for when they say they want closure. Yeah. To have that detail of what the person went through when they crossed. Yeah. Or what they had to go through,
1: I'll say, too, because this is like a life review, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Wanda, you sit tight. (laughs) Because I got to talk to Aggie. And I got to come back and forth. So... I'm going to be back. I have to say something to Aggie now. So I turned to Aggie and I said, so your sister was in a domestic dispute and her partner hit her and she saw it coming. He didn't side hit her or back hit her. He hit her straight on so she could see it coming. And she goes, that's correct. And I said in her eyes, literally, it was like they bulged out of her head. There was such force. And she goes, But I don't know enough about that, so she just goes and gives me, like, I'll say an affirmation, but I'm not altogether certain. So I'll just leave that part be, because we didn't actually end up going into the eyes as far as I can remember. I just remember saying that part. And I said, so she's in this dispute, and I said, and you need to know that he started it. And she goes, that's one of my questions on my page, who started it? And I said, you also want to know if he intended to kill her, if this was premeditated. And she says, yes, I want to know that. And I said, I don't really know how to explain this. I'm not a police officer or a lawyer in what is premeditated. Um, But they fought a lot. So did he plan to kill her someday? No. Did he plan to control her for the rest of her life?
0: as long as he felt like it. Okay, so how you're answering right now is your conversation with the guides. That's right. Okay, I'm just clarifying that for listeners, because they might be thinking that that was your question to the woman in front of you asking for an affirmation.
1: Right. So I have to ask Wanda these things. Mm -hmm. So, And I have to ask this man's spirit these things. So I said, when I go in and ask your sister and this man's spirit, So I said, first of all, this man is still alive. And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, I just want some affirmations, and I'm going to give you the right information then. And I said, so he has a goatee, and he's bald. And she goes, yeah. And I said, no glasses, no reading glasses, no sunglasses. He doesn't wear glasses. And she goes, that's right. And I said, and he's like a solid guy, but like with a gut. And I said, but he's muscular like arms, legs, but he has a big belly. And she goes, yeah. And I said, um, you've known about the fighting the whole time they've been in the relationship and you've confronted Wanda about it. And she goes, yes, but we'll get to more of that after. And I said, okay. I said, I just want affirmations that I'm saying the right things to you. And I said, so from what I can see is that he, he he's fine with abuse. He's totally fine with it. As in it just doesn't phase him? Yeah. And in as... It gives him control and he's okay to use it at work. He's okay to use it in the neighborhood. He's okay to use it in his car, driving. Like he can park in two spots. He can park angled. Like he's just like, "Mm, just going to shit everywhere. So he's okay to bully in all relationships in his life. Not a lot of people confront him. Or if they do, not a lot of people get away with it in that he will ultimately win at some point, even if he has to start in his mind and get it later. Does he plan to kill Wanda? No, but he plans to constantly make sure that he's one up on her. So then she says, well, go in. So Aggie says to me, go in. She says, I want you to ask Wanda, but what about that day? What about that particular day? At any particular moment, did he change his mind? And I said, up until the point that he picks up the baseball bat to hit her. He doesn't plan to kill her. And I said, but when he picks up the baseball bat, it's not necessarily I'm going to kill her, but I'm going to do her in, so to speak. Meaning if she's comatose for the rest of her life, that'll be fine with me. So he doesn't think of killing, but he goes right to that point of I'm okay if she's brain dead. So a lawyer might go, well, that's legal. That's, that's murder. And I'm not here to say I'm the lawyer or that I'm trying to do that part. I'm trying to give Aggie the questions and answers that she needs from Wanda and from his spirit. So I said to his spirit, where are you? Where is your human body right now? And he says, oh, I'm free. And I said, what? You're not in prison? He goes, no. I said, you're not in a jail? And he goes, no. And I said, Are you like, are you thinking you're just gonna not suffer any consequences for this? And he goes, No. And he goes, There's no witnesses. He goes, And she can't talk? She's dead now. He says, So I can get away with this. So he has full intentions to not tell anybody the truth of this and to actually make it sound like she provoked him. Honest to God, Kelly, that's just, a, that's just a shit show. I'm not saying he's going to get away with any of this. This is where we were at the day that Aggie came here. So the day that I see Aggie, he's a free person and it's in a court system. So I said to her, oh, this is in court. You just, you're here to find out the truth because you're going to get into a court system and you're going, you're going to, it might drive you crazy because he's going to try and lie. Mm -hmm. And you just want to know what the truth is because he's going to say, she did this, she did that. She provoked me. I was defending myself with a baseball bat.
0: This is disgusting.
1: Oh, it is. So Aggie wants all of the truths from her sister so that when she goes into this court, she can sit there and know exactly what the truth is and not wonder, not question her sister's sanity, not wonder about where the fine line is if the legal system is trying to find one. Because they will. The defense will. So Eggy wants to know all this stuff. So we just went through it, and as we did, I would try and find things that I could say so that we had... Pertinent, accurate information that could be confirmed to match. And you and I do that constantly for all clients. But I can certainly understand in this situation how important it is so that when she's sitting in that court and she hears lies, including about her sister, that she can sit there and know the truth from her sister, from Wanda. So then I said, okay, Wanda. I said, am I okay so far? Because we check in with the spirit world. We check in with them. And she goes, yep, yeah, you're doing fine. And she says, so, she says, I passed away a week after. She says, you can say it was a week. And I said, okay. Because it was to the day a week. And I said, okay. And I said, so how did you pass? Did they have to help you? Did they, what, like, what did they have to do? Was it assisted suicide? Like, what did they do for you? And she says, oh, they just removed me off the machine. And I said, okay, I'll say that. So I said, she was on life support, and what they did was they removed her from it. And Aggie said that was correct. So I said, okay. And she says, so did, what else does she tell me? And I said, Wanda, what else does Aggie need to know? What's on the list over there that she's not showing me? Or like, what, what are her questions? And she goes, she wants to know if I'm okay. And she wants to know if I suffered for the week. And I said, "So the answer to suffering for the week was a big freaking no because you took your out." And mm-hmm. she went, "Yes." And I so I told Aggie that, and I and I mean I'm going through this really quickly, but we Aggie had her moments of complete meltdown and crying, and 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 out of total relief. And then I said, "A um, Wanda, what else is on that sheet?" And she goes, "Well, she wants to know if I'm okay now." And I said. Okay, are, are you okay now? And she says, I want her to know that I'm working through it. And I said, okay. I said, what does that look like for you? And she goes, well, she goes, the spirit guides brought me in and asked me how I was able to be in that kind of a relationship. And I went, is that one of the questions on Aggie's page? And she goes, hell yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, so it ended up being one of the questions on your own page about your life, eventually when you died. Why then, Wanda? And she goes, oh, that's, that's Aggie's question. She wants to know why it took me to be dead to ask the question, why I stayed. And I said, OK, explain that to me. And she goes, we weren't raised like this. We were raised with really decent, good parents. She goes, I never saw violence. She said, my dad was a really upstanding person. She said, my dad valued integrity. So there is no role model here. And I said, what about all the siblings? Did you see it there? No. And we had each other's backs. And I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah. And she says, except that when I met this man, she says, I I walked away from my good family. To be with this guy. And so all of my brothers and sisters and my mom and dad tried to reach out to me. They tried to confront me. They tried to say why. They tried to say, if you need financial help, we'll help you. Wanda, if you need support for your daughters, we'll help you. Like she had this family that would have given her everything to be a healthy person. And she picked this abuse with this man and this ending to her life. And no one in her family can understand it. So they're all going to go into this court system and try and understand it and be told all the lies on top. Not fair. Mm -hmm. Not fair to any of them. So Aggie's in and she's got the recorder going. Oh, for her siblings? For her siblings and her mom and dad. And it made me so happy in that moment, Kelly, that we encourage clients to record. yeah, And we say, not our responsibility, yours. So that they can simply make copies, do whatever they want, give it to whoever they want. Not our responsibility, theirs. So she was recording everything. So Wanda said, I need to explain. And she says, and I, I really couldn't explain on Earth very well. And I said, why couldn't you explain on Earth? I, I'm curious about that too. And she said, "I couldn't explain on Earth because I would feel shame." She says, "I would just, I would just feel shame about everything. Just like I let my mom and dad down." She says, "Like I turned away from brothers and sisters. Like there, I think there were eleven of them." I turned away from everybody's help that could have financially supported me, like they were willing for me to live in their homes. They were willing to help me build a house. My brothers, my sisters, they, my brothers-in-law were saying that they would build one for me. She says, like, like, they were going to give me everything and I stayed. And I said, okay, you have my attention. <laughs> like, why then did you stay? And she says, well, I had to go back in. So she says, the spirit guides took me in, and they actually, you know, like you get to sit like in a room, like, you know, a movie theater, and you watch your life. And I had to watch all of these things occur in the relationship with him, where it just ever so slightly something would occur, and I would question it. And then, you know, he would just gaslight me a little bit. And I said, oh, so now you understand gaslighting. And she goes, I do now. And I said, so had you understood gaslighting at the beginning, would that have made a difference? And she said, I think so now, but I didn't know what gaslighting was. And I thought, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Because we can be so trapped in a job or so trapped in any relationship, including the ones we have with ourselves, If others are gaslighting us, or we gaslight ourselves. Mm -hmm. So he gaslit the shit out of her. And consequently, you've heard me say this before, she was confucked all the time. Constantly screwed over in her mind of what was right and wrong. And so slowly, slowly over these years, it escalated. So she says, you know, at the beginning, it was all verbal, it was all emotional. She says, and that went on for probably at least a decade. And she says, and my brothers and sisters said that was too, that was not acceptable right there. So they were confronting her all the way through that because he gaslit all of them. He did it right in front of all of them. They would call him out. Her brothers and sisters would say, no, no, you're lying. They didn't hide anything. They called him out. And so what she did was she defended him. And then she would eventually say, if you talk about my partner like this, you're not supporting me. And therefore, I won't come and be around you. So I'm going to cut all of you out if you're mean to him. And they went, oh, well, too bad then. You need help. And so her brothers and sisters didn't acquiesce to her and give in to her. They confronted her and said, no. No. No, no, honey, that's not how it works, Wanda. When you're in that state of mind and he's been abusing you, you go to a therapist, you go to a psychologist, psychiatrist, you pick your person, but you go and you find out what he's doing, sweetheart, because you don't change all of us for him. So I said this to Aggie, and she said, that is 100% right. She said, every one of us confronted her. She said, we even tried an intervention as a group, She said, we did everything we could. And she says, this is a grown woman. And she says, Karen, she's educated. She has a wonderful job. She's a director. She is like, she she has employees. So, you know, if people are listening to this, they might think, oh, maybe she's poor. Maybe she's this, maybe she's that. Maybe she can't do that. You know, maybe she's a victim of everything. She's not. So I said, Wanda, when you crossed over what was one of the things that you discovered about yourself then in the lifetime that you had as Wanda? And she said, Karen, fixer. She said, I was a fixer at work, director. And she says, I was a fixer. So in relationships, in particular with men, but my girlfriends too, my kids, in every aspect of my life. Kids. Mm hmm.
0: I don't know why I wasn't anticipating that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, this gets, we are going to hear some more things, I think, that are going to blow you away, but she said the biggest thing was that I was a fixer and that I stuck to that, to the to an extreme level. And I said, right to the extreme that you kept thinking that you could fix this man? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. She goes, just okay, Karen? And I said, Yeah. I said, I, I can understand that. I said, I see piles of people who believe that that's what relationships are. Tons. And society makes us also believe that.
0: Well, and we're also led to believe that it's our life purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. I said, in order for me to give that answer, do you mind giving me something that's factual? And she says, yeah. She says, um... He took the baseball bat and it's not there so that you're never going to know I got hit by one. And I'm like, what? And she goes, no, I'm telling you I got hit by a baseball bat. She goes, he says that I fell and struck my head. And I said, oh, okay. (laughs) This is like complicated and messy. And she goes, but it's factual. She says, he says that I struck myself. That it was in an altercation of words, but that he didn't lay a hand on me. And that I fell, but I fell that hard. And that I fell on cement, so he even moved me. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I said, so where did he move you? And she goes, well, Aggie's going to say that my body was found outside, but this occurred inside. And I'm like, okay, okay. So if it occurred inside and you fell, was there blood? Like, are the police going to be like on to this? (laughs) And she goes, yes, the police are on to this. So it's going to be a fight in court. And I'm like, "Okay." And I said, that's the reason Aggie's here then, is that there's so much that just doesn't make any sense in the story. And she goes, that's correct.
0: I can't even fix my face right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm so angry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like anyway, such a mess. So she gives bits of information that Aggie knows are true. She gives bits of information that are going to come out in court so Aggie can sit in court and go, knew that was coming to give her affirmations that Wanda is connecting with her. And then she also says things to Wanda like, I had three kids. Um, I, you know, I was married twice before this guy. Um, you know, when I was with this guy, no children with him. Like she's just basically like she doesn't have children with this person. Great. She has her children prior to this, so she does give specific information so that Aggie can sit there and go okay. Because remember, this is just going to be like a cluster fucking court, right? Mm-hmm. And they're never real. Well, I don't say. Th- Maybe I shouldn't say they're never going to know all of the truths and that's why they want it recorded and why they want to hear it from Wanda. So I just said to her, do you have anything else to say to Aggie? And she says, yeah. She says, I want to say that I'm sorry. She says, I want for all of my brothers and sisters and my mom and dad to hear that I'm sorry. They could all see this coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them are just like, yep. Yeah, Like, they're devastated, she says, but some of them are absolutely livid with me. Mm -hmm. And she says, some of them won't go to the funeral. They won't participate. They're so angry with me. Yeah. Which is now creating hardship because the parents are going to the funeral, and they want their kids there, and they don't want to all go. They're mad at her. Her kids are upset because aunts and uncles won't go, and some will. And oh, she says that she's created a mess. He's created a mess. But she's created a mess too. Mm -hmm. And she says, so now I understand how serious it is to believe the false lie that to be a fixer is a life purpose worth living. And I'm like, okay, okay. So you're getting that on the other side with your spirit guides, the people pleasing, the whatever it is that you want to call it about fixing for people, manipulating, maneuvering, gaslighting yourself, like all of, gaslighting yourself, Wanda, and gaslighting other people too. Because you had to have done that to protect him. And she went, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought the whole story, Kelly, of it being that it, she doesn't come from a family where this is normal. Mm-hmm. She doesn't come from a workplace where this is normal. There are so many people that try to help her. There are so many people that care and love her, some that have to actually walk away and do no contact with her because they can't deal with what she's living with and that she won't be responsible for it. Yeah. So bottom line is that Aggie comes because she wants the truth from her sister. And she comes to say to her sister, I love you, but I'm still mad at you. And I'm not over it. And I'm going to take my time getting over it. Good. And Wanda's reply was, yeah. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going through my process too, and I'm just starting to get angry, Aggie. Mm -hmm. I'm just starting to get angry at him. I'm just starting to get angry at me. I'm just beginning to go through all of my healing." Yeah. So it was two sisters that were like, oh, okay. And I just remembered looking at Aggie and she went, oh, okay. She said, I have to think about that. She's mad too? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay. She goes, I, have, I really have to kind of like play that over in my head. It's going to take me some time. So I said, well, Aggie, like you take as much time as you want. She has to take as much time as she needs to. You deserve, you both deserve that now. And that's how it was left. So this lady just came to sit down and have a chat with her sister, find out the truth, and tell her she's mad at her. It sounds like you did an incredible
0: job for both of them.
1: Oh, thank you. I found it really challenging.
0: I believe you.
1: Yeah, there were lots of times where I wanted to cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And be ragey.
1: Yeah, there were times where I wanted to say things to Wanda like, What the fuck, Wanda? But then if I think of my own life, mm-hmm. I have fixed too. Mm-hmm. So then I'd have to kind of sit down and go, hmm. Yeah, no, no stones here.
0: You can see <laughs> incrementally how we get to a place. We as any people pleaser or fixer, yeah get to a place of not realizing we crossed a line in our inability or unwillingness to stand up for ourselves.
1: Yeah. And and you know, oh, I think you've said it just perfectly. and Yeah. And I don't mean
0: this insensitively, but, and Mm -hmm. then one day we're hit in the face with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Kelly, if I take it to a work situation, we could be that person. And then all of a sudden, one day we're fired and we don't know why we're fired. Mm -hmm. We think we are the fixer. Everybody needs us. What would they do without us? We don't understand it when it hits us. And it doesn't mean that it has to hit us physically. Sometimes it's where we're let go or broken up with or whatever.
0: Well, I'm glad you shared the story because mm-hmm. I think people who are teetering on that boundary that they don't even know is one mm-hmm. need to hear something like this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, can I go back two seconds because you're jarring something? I just remembered saying to Wanda out of my own curiosity, did you see it coming? And she said, well, yes. And then I said, well, no, but I mean, did you see it coming? Like, did you ever think it could escalate to this, where you would be murdered? And she went, no. And I thought, that's worth sharing with people. Mm -hmm. That, you know, because I think people might think, oh, she must have known. Well, but he's just gaslighting me. Right. That's just verbal. And so if we just think it's verbal, if we just think it's emotional, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got control. Oh, I'm fine. I don't need therapy. Oh. Like, everybody's going through this. Everybody has a little gaslighting, don't they? Like, we so want to normalize it until you hear of something like this, and you really want to separate yourself from it, thinking, well, she's just an, she's just stupid. Yeah. And she's not stupid. This she's was educated. the key. She was so educated. And it was just like it just didn't make any sense, and I think that's the one of the keys people have to listen to, mm-hmm. and probably have a good cry today. Yeah, and, and maybe somebody's going to use this show and send it to somebody and say, "We've confronted you. Don't be Wanda."
0: Thank you for sharing.
1: Mm-hmm. You're welcome.
0: Okay, so for listeners, if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at com. Otherwise, we're back with a brand new show next Saturday.